Lebanon. This is episode four of Corruption in Lebanon. If you haven't watched the past three episodes, I'd recommend you do so. It'll explain everything so far. So remember when I had to research all this stuff about advocacy campaign? So this is what I'll be saying about it. Um, so uh, this is important because it show it, it's evidence that I know what I'm talking about for my future adv- advocacy campaign. It shows that I know what I'm talking about and I can help. So I'll go one by one and I'll uh, tell you all about the sources I read. So for my first secondary research, I um, uh, could I read about uh, the overall corruption in Lebanon. Um, so this source was um, could the Beirut explosion be the turning point in uh, Lebanon? So in this research, I um, uh, the source gives gives an overview of uh, what corruption is going on in Lebanon and how it takes place. The first one is regarding the judicial system. According to the website, it states that petty corruption is a widespread in the institution. Bribes and irregular payments are often exchanged to obtain favorable just judicial decisions. This is important to know because assuming someone has committed a very deadly crime and bribes their way to a better sentencing or not getting one at all could just make them continue crimes. It's just a cycle. The police also contribute to this as well. The police often fail to give out information to the public for their own benefit. There are many other forms of corruption in Lebanon, but one of the main ways I notice is how people will use money and gifts to bribe workers to do their bidding. Examples are, but are, but are not permitted to, the land administration taking gifts, but in turn give anyone who gifts them land permits. In courts, judges uh, do not enforce laws that are very apparent, but because they were bribed, they do not enforce them. I noticed in Lebanon that the whole corruption thing is just one big cycle. To some people, it may seem insignificant, but bribery affects more people than people think. My audience is people who are tired of corruption in the world, especially in Lebanon. So showing what their country is doing is very important. These examples can lead to people understanding what's going on in their country. For my second secondary research, I researched the political climate in Lebanon. So in this research, uh, it's given facts about the political climate in Lebanon. Um, it stated that the president's Michael Aoun, um, one thing I noticed about them, that he tried to start a war, which is really surprising to me. There's also the prime minister of Lebanon who has recently resigned. His name is Hassan Diab. From prior knowledge, I know that he resigned because there was too much political pressure on him. The article also mentions that it's the first country to ever let private radio and TV. So it must be pretty strict politically if this is the first Arab country to ever give private TV and radio. Overall, this is important to know because it shows who is the problem. In the article, it shows that the government fails to budget and and any help goes to the donors or the rich who just get richer, not the people. In my third secondary research, which was cases of corruption in Lebanon, I learned about how the government, especially the prime minister, knew about the explosion and decided not to act upon it. The country is still in a bad state, as over 30,000 people are homeless and many killed. The country is also running low on supplies for the victims, such as bread. People started to protest, stating that Hassan Diab, 
and the Lebanese government knew that this could happen and did not act upon it. The material that exploded was ammonium nitrate, which is an explosive uh, material. It had been there for six years, and they, were, they knew it was dangerous, yet no one did anything about it. What is also ironic about this is that the Prime Minister, when resigning, intended to fight with the people for justice instead of helping them. It just seems a little peculiar that he decided to resign when he did, but there could be other reasons. Another thing was stated in the article was that other countries warned them about their country going to poverty and offered help, but the leaders did not get anywhere with it. I feel like this was important to know because it showed what happened and how it affected others. I now understand while some events of casualties may seem like accidents in front of the public, but now I know there may be more than generally the public sees. I learned that it, it was very possible that the explosion could have been known and the government did not say anything for personal benefit. I mean the Prime Minister even resigned just to get away from the corruption. This is very important to know for my summative. For my fourth secondary research, I, I researched again cases of corruption in Lebanon. In this research, this is more evidence for corruption in Lebanon. It is said that in the article that the chief of police, Coy Lafertri, had been receiving complaints dating back to 2010, and majority of them have been dropped. Andy Wright, a city attorney, is launching an internal inquiry about Coy. It is stated that Coy has never been held accountable for his actions. There is tons of evidence in the article, such as the fact that Coy has destroyed evidence for his own benefit. This is important because it just proves my point in the first source, and it shows that police are corrupted and change is needed. For my last and fifth secondary research, I researched how corruption affects other countries. So in this research, I learned that the French have gotten fed up with the Lebanese government. Instead of giving resources to the government, which they had originally been doing, they are directly go to the people now. This just shows how bad the corruption in Lebanon is. The French government can't even be trustworthy with them. They just have to go to the people. This is not even just with the French. The West and the UN is also doing this. This is important because it shows that Lebanon is not doing its job. It's just taking money from the rich to get richer. It doesn't even go to the people most of the time. I think the other countries have been fed up with what Lebanon's doing and they're just going to the people directly. Now moving on to the primary. For my first primary resource, I learned how to make a podcast. I used a video, so in the video I learned how to make a podcast step by step. I think this is important because it shows all the steps to make a podcast. I found them quite doable. I learned that I need to write down the main points so I don't forget, something I did in the previous episodes. This did not occur to me earlier, so it was good information to learn. This is important because it shows all the basic steps for a podcast. For my second primary source, I learned the basics of how to start a YouTube channel and what to do step by step. I think the source is pretty credible because they already have a pretty big following. I learned the process of how to make a video and what you should do. This is important because it shows me what I need to do, maintain, and run a YouTube channel. For my third primary source, I learned how to make a podcast again. This is more uh, stuff to learn. So I, instead of learning how to do a podcast, I learned mistakes I should avoid. 
I learned six mistakes I should avoid while doing a podcast. One of the interesting things I saw that it would be vital for my podcast is the fact that when introducing a topic, you should be able to hype it up instead of stating what the topic is. Another tip was to research your topic so you're an expert on it. There were other tips, but these were some of that I noticed. I think it's important because it shows what I should avoid so it doesn't seem unprofessional. For my last and fourth primary source, I learned again how to run a YouTube channel. Instead of learning uh, the basics, I learned five tips for running a channel. One of the tips I learned was the fact that I need to talk about things based on what why my audience wants to watch me. For example, if I have a video on corruption, I need to talk about a specific case of corruption in my video. Another example is the fact that I need to learn so I can become knowledgeable enough to talk about it on my channel. There were other points, but those stood out to me. I think this is important because it shares valuable insight on what I should do with a YouTube channel from people who are experienced with YouTube. So overall, I learned a lot of valuable information that will be good in future criterions and this summative.